many of us have lost track of time over the past year with the disruption in our normal routine with the coronavirus and everything we've had to deal with. But you know what, Tony, who has been paying very close attention to the calendar? Um, Santa? Oh, that's good. Also, the IRS. This is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley from Paladin Financial. Basically, the more accounts you have, the more opportunities there are for mistakes. So taking control of your assets may help you to avoid some of those common mistakes that investors make. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Foley with Paladin Financial, and thank you for tuning in to Paladin Financial Talk. We've got a great show and timely information for you here this week. We're going to talk about whether or not you're ready for tax season and some ideas to, to make sure you, you get through that fun-filled process and time of the year as quickly and smoothly as possible. But uh, first of all, I wanted to introduce Mr. Tony Shore, as always, our co-host. Tony, how are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking, Jeff. And uh, you know what? I'm finally able to leave the house. It's finally warmed up enough <laughs> that I can go outdoors, uh, go for a walk, take my dog on a walk, you know, play catch with them in the backyard. So uh, I'm happy about the weather, at least. How about you? How have you been? Good. Yeah, very good. It's quite a, amazing what a difference 50 degrees in, in weather in <laughs> yeah. winter will do a, to a human being. But uh, yeah, we I'm actually just... <laughs> had a 67 degree span. Was it really? Wow. From, from just not that many days ago. So it, that broke that's a record just, right there. That's just wrong. Yeah. It's amazing to me that uh, roads don't just snap into, you know, with the weather changes oh, that occur. I know. Picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Over 100 degrees down to negative 50 and whatever. Yeah. But I'm yeah. glad I'm not an engineer. <laughs> you and me. You and me both. You and me both. <laughs> so uh, what, are we, what are we talking about today? Well, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about taxes and uh, give you give folks a few ideas to to uh, help go through that process a little bit more smoothly, as uh, we always try to do. You know, there's a, a lot of uh, things to be aware of over this past year with the coronavirus and, and changes to taxes that might apply to you that I'm not really going to spend too much time on that here today. But I don't think I'm breaking any new ground when I say that taxes can be very confusing. You've got a lot of rules, a lot of things to keep track of. And so if you haven't already, you might want to work closely with a good CPA, a tax preparer, and a financial professional to make sure all of this stuff works together. Uh, we talk a lot with our clients and in our live events, if you come to one of our, our seminars, which you can check out on our website, uh, financialpaladin.com. But we talk about the Paladin Financial Pie, which if you picture uh, your adult Ooh, I like pie. <laughs> I'm excited now. <laughs> there are no blueberries in this one. Oh, um, my, my birthday was about a week ago and my parents made an apple pie, a blueberry pie and a cherry pie. So I have a pie on the mind. This You're is kidding this me. good. Yes. Hey, yes. speaking of birthdays, before we jump into the topic, I, I, I forgot to mention we've got, there's a couple of big birthdays we should talk about today, right? There are. Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I, I think we're maybe we'll, we'll see uh, if we're talking about the same ones. <laughs> I don't well, know. Is it your mom's birthday? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. My mom's birthday actually was last night. So we're about a, a week apart. And that's, uh, that's amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, so how's so your mom I'm, doing? Good, good. Yeah, good. Um, they moved up here a couple months ago. Um, oh, that's right, right. They're here <laughs> right in time for the the going back to the weather for the Dude, weather to drop quite a bit. Most people move south. Uh, your parents moved uh, north so they could be closer to you and Nikki and the kids. Uh, yes, uh, and then they dealt with the Minnesota, uh, the coldest week ever. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> welcome. Uh, yeah, welcome. <laughs> well, uh. Your mom had a birthday, and we're, we're not going to talk about her age, but how about my grandfather's birthday is today, the day we're recording this. Okay. Oh, okay. Grandpa Bob, yes, my grandfather is, is alive and doing well. In fact, he's going strong. He turns 100 today, Jeff. Oh, my gosh. Yes, my grandfather turns 100 today. Uh, the TV stations and newspapers down in Worthington already went out, interviewed him, uh, and uh, ran stories on him because guess what he's doing tomorrow? He's driving up to Barnum, Minnesota uh, to visit family. So he drives. He wow. has a driver's license. He is healthy. Uh, in fact, he just got done restoring four generators, and I go, what do you need four generators? I don't, but some of the neighbors might need them when the weather gets bad. That was his answer. Oh, my uh, gosh. He quilted 50 quilts this past year in 2020 he made 50 quilts he quilts he does woodwork he still works on the farm and he's a hundred so uh that's wow. uh that's about 35 years right there of uh retirement age living <laughs> so holy cow he's an illustration for us <laughs> for our listeners out there why do we harp on you need a plan in place how are you gonna have retirement income well what if you're my grandpa going strong at a hundred, right? Yes. Wow. That's a, <laughs> that's amazing. Wow. Isn't it though? Well, I just thought I'd throw that out there. I didn't mean to take away from our, our, uh, our story here today about taxes, our, our important topic. And of course, a happy birthday to your mom. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah wow. You know, I, I actually feel worse about myself now because I, I don't even shovel our, our driveway. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you and me both. I haven't left the house in weeks. He's out there in his shop working on a generator when it's 24 below and he's a hundred years old. Uh, he's wow. healthier than my dad. I mean, he's probably healthier than I am at this point. It's crazy. I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, that's great. Yeah, TV stations, newspapers. Yeah. Robert Shore from Worthington. You can Google him. There's articles. Uh, yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. That's neat. You should be yeah. proud. That's cool. I am really proud. And he's a great guy. I mean, wow. He's he's an inspiration. I just get I, I get worn out when I go to his house. He shows me about, this is a book of photographs I took this year at all the national parks I visited. It's like, what? <laughs> he goes, and I printed some out and made frames out of black walnut from the Grove. It's like, what? <laughs> I just, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm thinking, you know, did I get Wendy's twice yesterday? So kind of a juxtaposition there, but we can all look up to my grandpa. With that in mind. <laughs> yes. With that in mind, we're uh, talking about taxes and yes, they uh, can be confusing, uh, but how do we overcome this? Yeah, that, that's great. Um, So yeah, a couple of things to think about. We'll zip through a few ideas here for you folks, but I think one of the biggest things I'm very, I'm very personally process oriented and, and within our firm, we've got a written process for pretty much everything except opening the door. We haven't done that one yet, but we'll get to that. But have a process written out it might be, you know, a couple paragraphs long or half a sheet of paper, but 
to help save you time every year and help to make sure that you don't overlook things that you need to gather is have a little process and a checklist of what you need to do, where you get that information. And that also helps a lot of, in a lot of households. If they're married couple, usually one person does the taxes. And if that person ends up sick or, you know, God forbid they're no longer here, the other person is picking up the pieces and doesn't know where to start in many situations. So have that written out. And uh, that'll make that process go smoother. I know that's something I use for our taxes every year. I pull that out and I just follow my my checklist. Um, and most people do this, but a good um, a habit to have is have a tax folder uh, labeled for the up the, for the current year. And as things occur throughout the year, throw those in that folder. So if you have a charitable deduction or you get some tax statement in the mail or, or whatever, property taxes, just keep stuffing that in there and you get to tax time, you can sort through that and put more order to it. Um, the other thing too, to help you out with that process, if you think about the different accounts that you have at different financial institutions, figure out your game plan on whether or not you're a mail person or an email person to get those tax notices. So, you know, consistently, I'm going to get them all in the mail. I'm going to get them all in the email and be on the lookout for those. So everyone's different. My personal preference, I like to get those in the mail, pushes it in front of my face uh, yep, every too. year. But those are a couple thoughts there is have that process laid out and that will make that a lot easier for you. Yeah, that's great advice. And my wife and I have that. And uh, my mom told us that a long time ago. She does. She's a bookkeeper and does taxes. Uh, so she, she, we have a checklist. And mm-hmm. so it's great to have that checklist and, and have a process put together. Good advice. That really helps us each year with our taxes. We were a mess before that. And you talk about putting things in a folder, um, you know. Uh, is there a paper sack somewhere in the basement with our stuff in it, honey? I said. <laughs> but no, uh, we get, we've we've gone beyond that, and it's much better. Yeah, good, good. Um, you know, going back to the tax forms, gather up your your statements, your 1099s, your, your end of year statements. Make sure you have all of those gathered. If you did a rollover from a retirement plan to an IRA, for example. Uh, one of the odd things about the tax system is at the, let's say you, you transferred, you did a 401k rollover uh, at the end of the year, the old institution where those funds left, they're going to send you a 1099 at the end of the year. You'll get in January or February saying, here, you let this money left our institution, but you don't have anything yet from the new firm that shows here you received XYZ, we received XYZ in funds. Those actually come out in May after you've done your taxes. Very convenient, but those are called 5498s, 5498s. So when you do your taxes, you're not going to have that yet. And we've had that question twice from folks this week as they did rollovers towards the end of the year. Um, do we have something from the new institution? The answer is no, you won't have that until this May, but you can show your tax preparer CPA here. Look, this was transferred over to this, this new account. So that's a, a common one that comes up. Um, sure. n- <clears throat> another suggestion I have is print off your social security statement each year during tax time. And usually what, what I do is I pull out my pre- previous year's uh, tax folder and open that up. I've got my process in there, my checklist and my reminders of things to gather. And if you print off your social security statement that you get online at ssa.gov, throw that in there every year. And that's your annual reminder to go out and make sure that 
your income has been reported correctly, if you're still working, your, your employment income is reported correctly to the Social Security Administration because that's going to be used to calculate your Social Security benefits down the road. So verify that and make sure that's correct. It just had a, a couple we were working with this week that identified uh, that theirs wasn't correct two years ago. So Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's something to consider. Uh, another one would be to, to gather all your deductions up, you know, and going back to that tax folder, if you've done a good job of throwing things into that throughout the year, you'll have it at bulging by the end of the year. Uh, save those receipts, which is a running jo- joke in, in our household, because we'll, <laughs> uh, we do a lot of uh, goodwill drop offs. And uh, one of us in our household is good at collecting the receipt and writing down and documenting <laughs> what was dropped off. And one of us, uh, uh, about not. yeah yeah you oh, know six no. months later it's crumpled in a heap with the with with dirt on it at the bottom of one's vehicle but <laughs> not naming names you don't um, have to for me i yeah. i know so. <laughs> yep nope it's uh, the same in our house come to yeah. think of it exactly the same <laughs> yeah so I, I was proud of her her you know just was just using you know some type of pronoun but i was proud of her recently <laughs> yeah. that she she did a good job with that so just a generic pronoun not anyone <laughs> I had to in think particular of what, the word, what word that was pronoun it's not a word you use every day <laughs> um another area is your retirement plan and ira contributions to to look at each year should you potentially increase or in some situations decrease your contribution. So we have a number of clients. We actually recommend that you decrease your contributions to IRAs or 401ks or whatever retirement plan in order to help pay down debt or increase your emergency savings. So before we're throwing money in into long-term investments, make sure we have the here and now covered. Um, so to re- get rid of that high interest debt, increase your emergency savings. But can you also afford to increase your contributions? It's a good reminder to look at during tax time. And should you adjust the mixture that you have between your pre-tax and your Roth contributions, both in IRAs and in your retirement plan? So if I'm at you know, 10% pre-tax and 4% Roth contributions, should that be some different mixture uh, to, to contribute to my plan? Right. So those are a couple things. Uh, another one, this is where I thought you were going earlier on the birthday is if the, if the year that you turn age 50, so even before ah, your birthday in that year, there you go. it's the year of the ketchup, not, not the red stuff that you put on <laughs> burgers, but the, uh, the old ketchup provision, once you turn 50 or the year you turn 50, you can put in that, an extra $1,000 a year into your IRAs and Roth IRAs combined not to exceed now $7,000. So before 50, 6,000 a year you could put in. The year you turn 50, you can do 7,000 a year. And uh, that can that can add up and save you some some additional money. Sure. Well, your first mistake was assuming that when I brought up birthdays, uh, it was top I was on topic. So <laughs> <laughs> you assumed I was actually sticking with our topic and not going off topic. That was your right. first mistake. Um, but it, it is right. Once you turn 50, a lot of things happen. In fact, uh, 401k catch-ups also begin at 50, right? You can add more money once you turn 50 into your 401k. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. So you have you can do an additional $6,500 into your 401k or traditional deferred compensation plan um, than you could prior to that. So that's quite a bit of a jump um, that you can make into that. So be aware of those. And if your savings and your debt are in order, 
uh, dial up those contributions. And by the way, that's something we can help you to figure out. We get a lot of questions about that is should I be saving more or should I pay off debt or build up savings? Where's that line cross? Where do we cross that line for our personal situation? Um, do we put money in on a pre-tax or Roth basis? These are all things that we help folks out. If you come in for a complimentary second opinion with us, we'll review your situation and provide you advice in each of those areas. And we do that on an ongoing basis for all of our clients to help sure that make sure that they're maximizing their resources and their retirement plan. So those are a few things to consider there. Another one is when you reach age 65, you might be able to get a, a bigger standard deduction uh, on your taxes. So as long as you don't itemize what you're deducting, then you can use a larger standard deduction if you or your spouse is 65 or older. So the current standard deduction for seniors, it's $1,650 more than the deduction for people who are younger than 65 who file as individuals. Now a married couple can bump up their standard deduction by $1,300 if one spouse is at least age 65 and they can make that $2,600 if both spouses are at least age 65. Interesting. So you also mentioned something uh, before uh, about a larger filing threshold. Tell us more about that. What's that? Yeah, we were talking about that earlier is that people who are 65 or older, if they can have a gross income as much as a little over $14,000, $14,050 before they have to file a tax return for 2020. So that's about $1,650 more than younger workers. If you're a married couple, that threshold is $27,500 if both spouses are 65 or older. And it's $26,100 if one person 65 or older. But you should know that even if you're below that filing requirement, you might still want to file a tax return, even if you don't need to, so that you can qualify for some potential tax credits or refunds of withheld income taxes. So those are a few things to consider there. We, we got a little bit nerdy there. Um, sure. But does that, do those numbers include, so if you make that or less, you're saying you don't even have to pay taxes if you're 65 or older, but, and you make that certain amount or less. However, um, uh, does that include social security or not? It's included in the calculation. So there's a formula around that, but it's, it's, it's included in that mixture. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Just curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, another place that people who are 65 or older might find some relief is with property taxes. And this depends on your community, your state and, and so forth. So you've got to dig in and understand that. But um, in some situations, you might have some some property tax reductions that you can qualify for because of being older than 65. So encourage you again, give us a call and, and we can better understand your situation. We don't prepare your taxes, but we do revert, review your taxes to make sure that everything dovetails well with your financial plan. So we talked about that pie again earlier, financial plan, estate plan, your taxes, it all needs to work together, folks. So it's not doing these things separately it has to be a coordinated plan. And that's a big part of what we do for our clients. Um, switching gears a little bit, we're going to talk about some of the things that uh, you should think about as a self-employed person. 
some some ideas to consider there. You know, your internet, your phone bills, uh, even your mortgage, there are things that you can carve off a piece of that and have deducted for your business if you're conducting business from home. So sure. your, your CPA or tax preparer can get into the details on that, but we do you run across folks that aren't taking advantage of those deductions and make sure again, keep good track of your receipts. If you spend $5 on something for business related purpose and you're paying 35% in taxes, that, that, that money adds up. So have that yeah, deduction. And more and more people might be self-employed working out of the house this year, uh, in the right. last year, last year because of COVID. So, you know, things like, uh, deducting, you know, expenses, uh, and meals, things like that. Uh, I'm always curious about that. Uh, can I deduct my trip to the pizza buffet if I hand the guy my business card? <laughs> uh, I, you know, that I don't know. No, good. Um, yeah, meal deductions, no. I'm, I'm always very curious about, but they, they do cause a lot of confusion there. Um, you can deduct meals anytime that you're traveling for business. So in short, out of town, uh, if you're at a business conference or if you're entertaining clients. So, but you want to make sure that you don't get out of hand and it's not a Ruth Chris uh, meal that might not fly with the IRS. Right. Uh, there's, right. there's another thing that, um, I didn't realize this as well recently that through the year 2022, you can actually deduct a hundred percent of meals as long as they're served in a restaurant. Previous to that, it was 50% of that meal cost. If you had the receipt and can justify you know, here's what, who I met with and the business purpose, Sure. but in an effort to help, you know, spur the economy along, you can deduct a hundred percent of that if it's served in a restaurant. So that's a good yeah. thing to know. So what about vehicle use for self-employed people? Yeah. So keep track of, again, records. A lot of this comes back to records if you get audited, obviously. So the easiest step is to calculate your deductions using the standard, mi- standard mileage rate. IRS puts that out and posts that every year. Uh, in 2020, that was 57 and a half cents per mile. And it actually decreased a little bit to 56 cents in 2021. So you want to know the miles you've driven and apply that times that standard rate. So going back to your tax return process, if you're self-employed, one of the things that, that I do, I've got a little spreadsheet and I plug in the miles and so forth. And, and it's a, an easy calculation. Yeah. And then another thing would be education. If you're self-employed and you want to go back and, and learn uh, or update your skills for your job, that's tax deductible, right? In, in some situations that can be, um, you know, the expenses for classes to provide a, a new career are not deductible, uh, but if it's things to further your, your knowledge in and you have a business, you can deduct those. So there's some lines in there. You've got to be careful not to cross, but in some situations that can be deductible. Um, sure. So, and you always want to talk to a CPA uh, about these things. And I know that you uh, help steer your clients in the right direction and always work alongside CPAs and recommend, uh, that they work with CPAs on these things. So that's important, but here's a fun one. Uh, and maybe we'll end with this one, but, um, uh, a friend of mine, I don't gamble at all. Uh, not does not appeal to me. But a friend of mine claimed that some gambling losses can actually be written off. Is that true? There, there is some truth in that. Yes, <laughs> uh, it, that could occur. So it's only available 
if you itemize number one and it's limited to the total of gambling winnings that you uh, reported as taxable income. so you have to so, actually report your winnings <laughs> correct to, yeah to make so, that work how many gamblers uh, out there are reporting their winnings i hope right. all but uh, <laughs> i worry about that it, yeah, so we might be able to put a period on that on that, uh, that yes. topic right there. Yeah, uh, I think so I think so. <laughs> I, th- I think so. Uh, and you know, tax rules and deductions and credits that we're talking about can seem uh, overwhelming, but um, uh, there's a lot out there. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we go? Uh, another one to think about, and this is a change that acu- occurred a few years ago. Um, if you have a five two nine plan, it used to be if you have kids that 529 plans, the money that you take out of those would come out tax-free if it was for higher education expenses. But they've changed that a number of years ago, and you have K-12 through schools can apply for that as well. So so you can look at religious or private schools, K-12 through expenses can be used to help uh, come out tax-free. So if you have a kid that maybe isn't going to go into college or you've you've done a really good job and you've saved too much, uh, that's a good thing to happen. Um, you can use that for those K-12 through 12 expenses. But So there's always a lot of things to consider with taxes. You want to have a good uh, CPA or tax preparer, and that's something we help refer our clients to as well if you don't have one in place uh, currently. And in that financial planning process, we also want to look at your taxes and make sure that you're doing everything you can to minimize your tax bill long-term. Remember, the best CPA and tax preparers out there, their primary role, and this is not a knock against CPAs or tax preparers, but they're doing a good job of putting in the right box what you've done over the past year. What we want to do is be proactive and turn that tax cruise ship, if you will, in a different direction over time to minimize your taxes. And that starts with where are your assets today? Are they pre-tax or Roth or, or taxable accounts? And how do you adjust that to minimize your tax bill? So give us a call, folks. Come in for that complimentary second opinion. Our phone number is 877-219-3199 or visit us online at financialpaladin.com. Don't wait. If this is on your mind and this is important to you to get that second opinion, come in and see us and we'll help you out. All right. Sounds great, Jeff. Great show today. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Paladin Financial Talk with our host, Jeff Foley. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Foley at Paladin Financial. Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com. Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies. Jeff Foley and Paladin Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.